Welcome in to another edition of MCM Radio. I am Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you today? What's up, Jimmy? It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> uh, after we, we went uh, doing a pretty much daily podcast for uh, just over a year, and now it's, it's been a minute. We've had a lot going on, um, different places, so uh, I guess we haven't, I think we were just talking, we haven't recorded since um, right after the Colts loss, right? Um, so it's been uh, about two weeks since we've done a show. Somebody on, uh, I saw somebody on Twitter at one point after the Jacksonville game say, "Oh, you haven't done a, you see, you haven't done a podcast since Titans lost, <laughs> dude. I've been doing Titans podcast for like five years. Like it's not. Um, we, we've, we've, yeah, done we went through some lean years, years <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, if we were that, if we were that thin, it would, you know." Um, we we would have made it this long. So uh, it's just like I said, life life stuff getting in the way for both of us. Um, anyway, so uh, I know James and Justin did a show I think last night. So uh, M- the MCM radio feed that's what you need. Um, both of these shows are on that. I know they've they've kind of been sparse as well. Um, but we should get back on a, on a fairly normal schedule here in the coming weeks. But today we're just going to kind of talk about where the Titans are. Uh, you know, after the first month of the season, and then take a little bit of a, of a look forward towards the Buffalo game on Sunday. Uh, MuseumMiracles.com is where we write all of our stuff, so you can find us there. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at J Morris MCM. Terry's at T Lambert T N. All right, so you know we're back in this Marcus Mariota cycle, right? The last time we we had a show, we were we were really down after that bad game against the Colts. We saw another bad performance against the Jaguars, and then he comes out and is is really good against the Falcons. Um, you know, unfortunately, that is what, at least in my mind, Marcus Mariota is. You're you're going to get some really good weeks. You're going to get some really bad weeks, and that is that's been my whole point this season is that the the fact that we're still seeing that cycle. That's the reason I don't think you can invest a big contract in him because if you're going to be a team that goes from good to great, which you know was their big thing at the beginning of this year, you've got to have consistent play from a quarterback, and we haven't seen it from Marcus. It's great when he, when he does the things he did last week, and I mean this offense looks like it could be fun uh, in those moments, but it just seems like again, and you know through the, we're, we're a quarter of the season through, he's had two good games, two bad games, and so I mean it just to me. It's just kind of the the same cycle that we've seen from him for the last couple of years. Yeah, look, I mean, we didn't give him up on this guy last year, and uh, you know, I feel like we kind of got ripped for it a little bit. Uh, you know, d- defending his injury because we knew this guy was in there somewhere. That guy you saw on Sunday, the anticipatory throws, the the working within the pocket. You know, uh, I thought he helped his offensive line out. You know, it was polar opposite from the Jacksonville game. Uh, the ball came out. He was decisive. Uh, did enough to win. They got ahead, and then they sat on the football. I mean, that's, that's what this team is built to do. So uh, I, I think that's the frustration of Marcus Mariota. You see this this great performance. And, look, he didn't blow the doors off anybody. He threw for, like, 220 yards. Uh, but he did the things that were necessary to win the game. Um, you know, now you got to stack some games together. you got to go beat the Bills on Sunday. you got to go beat the Broncos. Uh, winning is obviously the most important thing here, but you want to see those good habits from Mario to carry over. You want to see him working in the pocket, getting the ball out quickly. Uh, you know, those short throws, those medium throws seem to be where he makes his money. Uh, it's what he struggled with in Jacksonville. Things got a lot better in Atlanta. Again, it's all about the consistency. So, you know, the Mario backers are, are going to take the victory lap here, but uh, I, I've got to see it back-to-back games, and he's got a really, really tough matchup against the Buffalo Bills. So 
Um, you know, we were kind of talking before. I don't really care what he does here as long as he plays winning football. Uh, but if he doesn't have a good game, I'm not going to hit the panic button. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, one of the really one of the best defenses uh, in the league right now. And when you go back and just look at what they did to Tom Brady last week, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. But yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be tough sledding. Uh, at least this game's at home. Um, you've got a little bit of a, of a revenge piece from the, the loss up there last year. Um, and of course, they get Taylor Lewan back. So we'll, we'll see how much that helps this offensive line. And, and I really do think, like you said, he held the offensive line in, in that game on Sunday against the Falcons. Um, I, I think any time that you're seeing the struggles that we've been seeing with, with Mariota and the offensive line, it's just, you know, one of them struggles on one play, the other one struggles on the other play. Neither neither Mariota or the line collectively are playing very well. So, I mean, it's, it's just kind of that cycle you get into. Um I was encouraged by what I saw out of Nate Davis in the game in Atlanta. Um, good to see him healthy and getting out there. Um, he played just over half the snaps. I would expect him to play the whole game on Sunday. I, they, Mike Vrabel's, I think today on Friday is still kind of being vague in how much he's going to play. But, um, listen, he, he's, he's, the, he's the better option there. Um, and so now you've got Lawan back at left tackle. You've got Dennis Kelly back in his role as, as the swing guy. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that overall is obviously going to make that unit better, especially when you add a guy, Taylor Lawan, who's arguably the best player on this team, but, but definitely the best player on the, on the offensive line. So th- that'll help. Um, this is a good week for him to come back, like I said, with this, with this tough defense. So, you know, you would have – you don't want to drop two division games, obviously, the first two that you play. Um, but I, I think if you would have told us at the beginning of the year that the Titans would be 2-2 two and two after these first four games, like I said, you would have hoped that one of the wins would have come in division at least. But, you know, I, I think overall they're in an okay spot. Um, the whole division is 2-2. Two and two. I don't think anybody's going to run away and hide with this division. Um, you know, you, you've seen major flaws with all the teams in this division. So I, I think if the Titans can get on track and, and at least be consistent in their play, I think this division is, I mean, I, I think everybody's going to kind of hang around. And so if they can get on, a, a thing, you know, everybody talks, like you said, stacking performances, stacking wins. If they can get on a little bit of a win streak, um, you know, they, they could they could separate themselves in the division. I mean, look at Houston did that. Well, they won like seven or eight in a row. Uh, in the middle of the, in the middle of the year last year, and, and really against teams that weren't that good, they just went out there and beat the teams that they should have beaten, and that was enough to win this division. So I think you can see something similar like that from this Titans team, um, but we just we, we have got to see them be consistent week in and week out, and that's you know if you follow the Titans for any length of time, that's obviously your biggest fear because we'll see them go and have a performance like they had on Sunday, and then come back against a team that, that they probably should beat and just lay an egg. Somebody, I, I don't know who, but somebody described it as the Titans cycle uh, of a really good performance and then an egg and then a little bit more of an encouraging performance and then a really good one and then they'll lay an egg again. I mean, it, it's just, it, it seems like it's been that way for a decade. I, I mean, honestly. And so you look at the schedule, you get the Bills. Uh, we know what they are, great defense. Uh, you know, they, they win kind of like the Titans win. They ugly games up. Uh, it's probably going to be a toss-up. Uh, you got the Broncos, who you should beat, but then you've got the Chargers and the Bucks and the Panthers. That, those are all kind of toss-up games to me, um, but they're all winnable games too. So, like you said, uh, stacking performances together. Uh, you got three of your next four at home. Uh, you got Taylor Lewan coming back. You finally got a solution at guard. We think with Nate Davis, uh, Kevin Pomfield is going to come back uh, probably in the next couple weeks. So you're going to be even deeper on that offensive line. 
think it's time to fire up Derrick Henry, uh, get, get him a consistent 25-touch game, uh, game plan going. I loved what they did in Atlanta. You know, it wasn't really blowing the doors off anybody or anything. It was just, you know, a consistent three yards per carry here. Uh, and, and it seemed to just, just milk that clock, get a lead, milk the clock, uh, and, and let the defense do the rest. I think that's the winning formula for this team. So now, three of the next four at home, I, I think they have an ch- opportunity uh, to kind of replicate that performance that they, they put up against Atlanta. Although I think, it, again, this this Bills game is going to be tough. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be nasty. Uh, two, two probably underrated teams, two of the most underrated defenses in the league for sure. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch those two go against each other. Yeah, like you said, I mean, it's just if, if they can get in that spot where they've got to lead in the fourth quarter and they can just pound Derrick Henry, it doesn't even matter. Um, I mean, obviously, you don't want to be getting, you know, one or two yards per carry, but if you're getting three or four yards of carry, uh, I think that's what these this coaching staff, this team is built to do. I think that's what this coaching staff wants to do. So, um, and that's really where I felt like, you know, going all the way back to that Colts game. I mean, there was a point in that game where you felt like that was what was about to happen, was they were just about to start to hand it off to Derrick Henry, and, you know, they were just going to kind of slog the game away so to speak and obviously that that's not what ended up happening but i think that's what they want to do and you know we'll see if they can do that this week like you said against a tough defense um but in a in a game where their defense should be able to to make some plays so coming up we'll get a little bit more into that matchup against buffalo Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so when you look at this game on paper, like you said, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be an ugly game. Um, you've got two offenses that, and we don't know, I guess from the top, we don't we don't know if Josh Allen is going to play or not. Uh, had a pretty nasty-looking concussion on Sunday. Um, has practiced all week, but I think they have they said to this point he's not cleared the concussion protocol, but he could do that tomorrow. Um, on Saturday, so we'll, we'll just it, it, it remains to see whether whether or not he's going to play. Um, I think that the I don't know. I mean, obviously Josh Allen's better than Matt Barkley, but Josh Allen is also you know known to run around, run into some mistakes. Now he can run around and make plays with his legs. I mean, he, you've seen that if you if you play fantasy at all, um, you know that he's a much better fantasy quarterback than he is real life quarterback because he because he runs a bunch, and we saw it last year. Uh, ran for that touchdown against the Titans where uh, Rashawn Evans just kind of looked lost. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I think there's more oppor- opportunities for mistakes um, if, if Allen plays, but there's also more opportunities for big plays. They, they've kind of tailored this receiver group to guys that can get down the field. Allen's got a big arm. Um, he's better at that than he is, you know, any kind of touch intermediate throws. So, um, I, like, like I said, I don't, I don't really, I don't, I don't think I really care either way who the quarterback is. You know, sometimes you'd be really excited if the backup was going to be in there. I don't think it makes that much of a difference here. Um, I, I think if the Titans can come out and, and do some of the things that they've done, um, especially, you know, for the majority of the season, um, 
the Bills offense shouldn't be out there putting up a lot of a lot of points. You've got a you know seventy five year old Frank Gore. Um, who's running well? I mean, it's not it's not that he's not running well, but I mean, you know, that just they don't have a, a rushing attack that really strikes fear in you, and so it, <clears throat> this just seems like a spot. Excuse me, if the Titans' defense plays well, that the Bills shouldn't be putting up a lot of points. Yeah, they've been getting after the passer and forcing turnovers. You know, that seems like a bad recipe if Josh Allen plays for Buffalo. And real quick, and then Rapture just tweeted that Josh Allen was a full participant today. Uh, again, has not cleared protocol, but it, at least was a full participant. I think he was limited on Thursday. So it, it would seem like it, we're trending towards a Josh Allen start here. And, and look, Josh Allen playing kind of opens up the Bills' offense. Uh, you know, it forces Dean Pease to cover uh, all, all portions of the field, forces him to uh, throw those safeties back, get them out of the box. Uh, you know, John, John Brown becomes an issue down the field. Uh, you know, 23 catches for 315 yards this year. Uh, it's almost 14 yards per catch. So there's a big play threat that Tennessee is going to have to be aware of. But um, outside of that, you know, nothing really scares you about this this team. They're they're just kind of, uh, you know, you have Frank Gore. Frank Gore ran for 100 yards. That's amazing to me. Uh, last week against the Patriots. Uh, but you know they're just they're they're kind of like the Titans. You know, opposing fans will probably look at the Titans and say not much scares you. Uh, about this team, and I certainly get that. So uh, it, it really feels like Tennessee is kind of playing the mirror image of themselves this week. Doesn't it feel like, like that to you? Yeah, absolutely. And and so this, it really feels like one of those games where, I mean, honestly, like the Jacksonville game, right? I mean, that game turned on that Adoree, yeah. the, the Adoree Jackson muff punt at the beginning. Um, it, I think that game is completely different if that doesn't happen. It, it just it feels like one of those games where if one team makes a big mistake like that, uh, the other team might be able to get some momentum. And if you get, to, I mean, honestly, 14 points might win this game. So if you get if you can get a couple of easy scores like that, um, it, it just might be too much for for either offense to overcome. And again, I mean, if you're looking at the two offenses side by side, I I do have more confidence in the Titans' offense. But when you put them up against this Bills defense, I just I, I'm a little bit worried. And like you said earlier, I don't I, I'm not going to come away from this game. I mean, unless Marcus Mariota just goes out there and is you know just unbelievable, like Russell Wilson was last night against the Rams. Um, you, you know, unless something like that happens, I don't think much is going to change on my opinion of him here. Um, you just you hope that he can continue to protect the football. Um, and, and that's the that's the biggest thing that you want out of him in this game because again you know breaking news Marcus Mariota is no Tom Brady and when you see what the Bills were able to do to Brady last week you just you you don't have real high hopes for Marcus coming out and throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns but if he can manage the offense if they can get Derrick Henry going a little bit I think that's what they're going to have to do here yeah and I, I feel like we need to give a call uh, AJ Brown uh, his performance last Absolutely. week. Um, you know, showing up the other number 11 on the other sideline. I, I know you hate that, your boy Julio. Um, <laughs> but it just just coming in and a rookie receiver doing what he's supposed to be, doing what he's supposed to do, being a big play threat down the field. Uh, you know, he caught that ball, and I thought he was going to get caught for sure. Uh, and, you know, he just kind of glided off into the distance and, and, and took it to the house. So, uh, it's just good to see a Titans receiver, Titans rookie receiver, actually coming in here and, and making contributions early on. You know, everyone wants to talk about him versus Corey Davis. I, I think Corey's fine. I think he's getting uh, more attention than, than AJ is. 
I, I think that'll start to change now. I think it started to change in the middle of that Atlanta game, actually. But uh, I, I feel really good uh, about Corey and AJ. Um, again, it comes down to the play of Marcus Mariota. But um, finally, Mariota is at least getting some guys that can help him out. Because, you know, look, look in years past, last year, Mariota's throwing that ball to, what, Nick Williams in that spot? And Nick Williams is not turning on the Jets and outrunning an entire secondary and, and flipping the field and getting you six points. So I think John Robinson has done a good job of getting Mariota the help that he deserves uh, and the help that he needs to be successful. Yeah, it's funny that there's a debate going on, and there is, but I mean, it's just funny between Davis and A.J. Brown, like, both guys are good, you know, and, and you feel like we're to the point now with Corey Davis, I mean, he had a drop last week, but he also had a couple of really nice catches. Um, he's to the point now where you realize this guy would be really good if he had a quarterback, or even just an offense, well, I'll put it on, I won't just put it on Mariota, just, just a whole offense around him that was better. Um, and so, yeah, you have two viable weapons on the outside now. I don't know why they don't play A.J. Brown more. Um, he only played like 24 snaps or something in that game on on Sunday, and I know that they were like they took the air out of the ball at the end. But it seems like you'd want him out there blocking. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it just it looks like a guy that would that would be better at that than a Tajay Sharp or you know whoever else they had out there. But um, yeah, I mean that that's a good thing. And like you said, I don't expect any huge numbers uh, this week. But you just look at the growth of, of this offense and what they can look like going forward and especially when they get against teams that the, the defense is in is good um you, you feel good about that stuff so now it's just can the offensive line get it together can mario to get it together because again except from the top i mean i i, I feel like that this division is going to be you know 10 and 6 9 and 7 it, it, something like that's going to win this division just like it has the last couple of years so if the titans can find a way to be you know good more often than they're not then they're going to be right there in the mix. And, and again, this this game is the Titans are what a three three and a half point favorite. So I mean, obviously, you know, even Vegas looks at these teams as pretty even. But when you talk about a, a game between two teams like that that are even, that this game's at home for the Titans. It's a game the Titans have to win, especially when you dropped a couple of games that you probably shouldn't have already. Um, you know, AFC wins are more important than NFC wins when you start talking about tiebreakers and all that stuff at the end of the year. So this just, I mean, this is not by any means a must-win game. It doesn't even feel nearly as important as, important as that Colts game did in Week 2. But if, if they were serious about putting together a run and getting to 10, 11, 12 wins, this game is going to be one that they have to get. Absolutely, and I'll throw another uh, well, tidbit at you. I, I think as much as, as Mariota and this offensive line have to figure things out and get better, I think Mike Vrabel has to get better. Because what he did, that fourth down call, opting to go for that, uh, and not putting the game on ice there, you know, that that's kind of, that just backs up the, the little sneaking doubts I've got about Vrabel. And I like the guy, but it just seems like he's way too aggressive right now. And, and you know, I've heard all week he needs a guy uh, that, that's sitting here in his ear telling him, hey, uh, you, you know, are, are you sure you want to do this? So somebody not on that staff has to get in his ear. Uh, he's got to have somebody to trust that, that he can bounce ideas off of. You know, you go back to that Colts game and how it was handled, how that two-minute situation at the end, how that was handled. Um, just messy. Just just messy. I feel like Vrabel is kind of learning on the fly. Just that unnecessary aggression you just hope it doesn't cost the Titans in games like this because this is going to be a close game. You know, you look at these next four. 
uh, really next five games, I mean, they can go either way. I think they're all going to come down to the fourth quarter. Uh, so Vrabel's got to be better in those late-game situations. Yeah, and you love that he's aggressive, right? I mean, we, we all want an aggressive coach, but sometimes it just seems like he, he's a gr- he picks aggressive just to be aggressive. There's, there's right, not yeah. any kind of calculation behind it. Like you said, there needs to be somebody that says, all right, Mike, I know you want to be aggressive, but let's go ahead and kick this field goal. Let's get up three scores, and, and then we'll be good. So, yeah, it, it's yeah, that's been the thing. And it, it seems like there's been more of that this year than there was last year. Um, so, like you said, something to keep an eye on and, and something we'll just kind of have to see how it plays out as the season goes along. But you really, more than anything else, you just want to see him learn from that stuff and, and, and get better as the season goes along. So, hopefully, that's what will happen. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Again, MusicCityMiracles.com is where you can find our work. Check us out there. Follow us on Twitter, at JMorrisMCM, at TLambertTN, uh, podcast, MCM Radio, wherever you get your podcast, you get this show. You get Titans Film Room Radio as well. Um, and follow the, the site on Twitter, at TitansMCM. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. <laughs>